Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. On today's episode, we talk about yoga, particularly hot yoga. We have an in-depth discussion about nutrition, food diversity. Food diversity is when is what I call trying to get as many different plants into your body as possible. There's a lot of evidence out there that says that the more food diversity we have in plants, in other words, the more plants we put into our body, and a lot of things I've read said put 30 different plants into our body a week. So if you were to have a bag of mixed greens, like I like the Trader Joe's Power Greens that has six different types of greens, that counts as six plants towards the 30. If you have three different types of tomato, red one, yellow one, orange one, that counts as three, and et cetera, et cetera. And the evidence out there says that if we have 30 or more plants a week, uh, our gut bacteria is healthier healthier and more diverse. We get sick less, a lot less, and we get depressed a lot less. So very important to have good food diversity. We talk about under eating. We talk about potential causes of low energy and low energy levels and how to combat it. We talk about what I call avocado management, which is always having a ripe avocado in the house at all times. We talk about sleep, movement, a brief discussion about how to fight anemia, We talk about alcohol and a number of other health and wellness-related topics. Enjoy. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Vince, how are you? I'm great. Glad to hear that. What's new? Um, Not much. I had to cancel my workout this morning because I'm working my butt off, so I'm able to join tonight. Awesome. So, Vince, how's the health? Hey. Hey. Health is great, actually. Um, Back in February, I... I had a freak injury skiing, um, went up a small jump and after I was warmed up and skiing all day and I fractured a rib, just going off a small jump, non-compact injury, like very, very weird. Um, so after that decided, I realized that my workout wasn't fitting my life. Um, so I stopped lifting weights because I saw that it really wasn't help benefiting my what I wanted to do because <laughs> I couldn't ski down a mountain or break my rib. <laughs> and I've right. been doing yoga and Pilates on a daily basis and I feel fantastic. Outstanding. Yeah. Life is a long quest to figure out what works for us and what doesn't work for us in you know multitude of different facets. And yeah, I mean, what I did for health 30 years ago is maybe not what I'm doing for health today, right? So I think it's important to do that. So when you broke the rib, did you fall on your side? Did you hear a crack? I didn't fall at all. I went off a little jump, um, but like little, little, just like messing around. And I felt a pop in my in my rib. I think it was an intercostal muscle. It was either muscle or rib, but I think it was rib because it took about two and a half months to heal. Um, Either way, I, I wasn't happy that that happened so easily. <laughs> Where'd you do that? Which uh, mountain? I was out in Vail. Hmm. Yeah, I was skiing. I didn't start skiing until I was in my young 40s with my kids when they started skiing. And I was out skiing a mountain. This is probably five or six years ago. And I got stuck, um, kind of a beginner. And I got stuck and I had to make the decision, do I want to tear my ACL coming out of where I'm stuck or do I want to fall? So I decided just to let myself fall on my side. Yeah. And when I, when I fell on my side, I broke three ribs uh, and I heard him crack the second uh-huh. I did it, you know, and I had broken a rib or two before in my life, but, um, 
you know, breaking three at once. And I said to, I said to my wife, I think, you know, I think I just broke some ribs. She's like, shut up, you know? And then I'm skiing down the mountain. I have my arm like to my side, like it's in a sling, but I still skied down. Then it didn't get taken down. And she's like, your, your form sucks. And yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I probably should go to the hospital, you know, just to make sure I don't have a punctured lung or something, you know, yeah. otherwise I wouldn't have even gone. Yeah. But, so good. I'm glad to hear that you're um, in a healthy place. Are you following any tactics or anything else that is different in order to allocate more time to your health than you've done in the past? And if so, what are you doing that's working? I, I don't know. I think my, I, it's, it's funny. You know, it's like you said, it's a journey. Just trying to figure out what works for me. Um, going from CrossFit where I had to really like intake a good amount of calories to, to supplement that workout. Yoga is not the same. Um, so I guess trying to balance eating enough to make sure I can function on a physical level and then at the same time eating the correct foods to have my brain run and be functional with my brain during the day. So it's definitely a practice that I'm trying to balance not eating so I don't get hungry and then eating enough so I can still function physically. Right. Um, and, and are you... Um... Are you doing any cardio or are you, uh, I know that there's some cardio elements to yoga and to um, Pilates, but are you, uh, there's also a big strength element to it too, and a big meditation relaxation element to it. So those are all great. And I think they're spectacular to do. And it sounds like they're putting you in a good place mentally to set you, set, you, set your, set your life up in other areas to be, to be dialed in. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's hot. It's everything's hot in a hot room. So the yoga oh, you're doing, Bik- you're doing Bikram. Yeah, but they have all, all the practices in the hot room. So it's Bikram, Vinyasa, and Pilates. So that, yeah. that itself is a, is a cardio workout. My For sure. Jamming the whole time. For sure. I have another client that does a lot of Bikram and she, her heart rate, we look at her charts, it, her heart rate is, it's like an aerobic workout. So that's great. That was going to be the next question I asked. I'm glad, glad that you're doing that. You get like a double benefit. You get the strength, you get the relaxation, triple benefit, and you get the heart rate up. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, anything with your overall health or just life in general that, you know, is getting in your way these days and, and causing you some strife? I guess it's, it's not sure. It's like always easy to try to find things that are wrong. <laughs> in fact, um, I think people do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know where I'm yeah. seeing it the most right now? Um, I think, I think mindset is so important, you know what I mean? And like, I see it a lot with injuries, but I also see it a lot with the COVID tests and the vaccines. People just expect they're going to get sick. Yeah. Right. And by the way, some people do get sick and it's real. Right. But, you know, I always wonder like, were you really sick or were you just expecting to get sick? And, you know, yeah, I asked a friend of us has autoimmune issues and she's, well, if you want me to talk to your friend, I mean, I don't get, I don't get the flu shot every year because I have Crohn's, which is an autoimmune disease and a bunch of yeah. other autoimmune things. And I have a blood clotting risk and all these other things. And I decided, even though I haven't gotten the flu shot in years, because when I get the flu shot, I get sick every year. And every year I have not gotten it. I've not gotten sick and not gotten the flu. I'm just really careful. Now we're in a world of masks, so I feel that will continue. Uh, but, 
you know, I decided to get the vaccine because I think um, for somebody with autoimmune issues, if you do get sick, you know, every time I've had a fever in the last 20 years, I've been hospitalized pretty much almost every single time. So that's like 15 different times. And because of the immune system reacts differently. And so I live healthier now than I ever have. But, you know, if you get it, you, you, you get the vaccine and you're not going to get it sick, theoretically. So I was willing to take the risk. I'm glad I got it. You know, they're saying now one out of 10 people will still get sick. And of course, my doctors, if they were on this call, would say, Jim, you're one of the 10. You're going to get it. still. So I just got to be careful. I got to be careful, you know. Anything else that you want to talk about with your health, Vince? So I've been interested so just from, from, from doing the hot yoga. Um, anything I should like, so I at times get super exhausted. Obviously it's a, it's a high cardio workout. It's dehydrating. Um, but sometimes I just feel my energy super low. Um, I feel like I feel that I take B12. If I take a B12 supplement because I don't eat meat, that helps. But anything that from your experience that I should be cognizant of, yeah, I think um, usually low energy is, you know, symptom of something. I used to have that. And, you know, now that I follow my program, I don't, I don't really have low energy. Um, the only time now that I get low energy is if I put refined sugars into my body in the afternoon. And then it's like, I almost hit this, whoo, like I just go straight down. I can just feel it, you yeah. know, wh whether it's plant-based, not plant-based, whatever, you know, um, and if I'm going to put refined sugars into my body, it's going to be a higher quality than I used to do. So I'm going to try and avoid high fructose corn syrup and hydrogenated oils. But, you know, yeah. if I do it, yeah. I sometimes will crash. I get that crash. So um, but if I'm doing mostly unprocessed food, fruits, um, I don't crash as much. Now, the other time that I would get low energy as as you know, you're are you plant based right now or what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so other time that I have issues, uh, being plant-based is if I just under eat. And so yeah. I have to be very cognizant to make sure I put enough into my body and I don't base things on calories. Yeah. You know, there was this, there was a study called the China study that was focused on and folks yeah, over I just knives. Started reading that book. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've read that book. It's a long book. You know, you yeah. might want to watch <laughs> folks over knives and they'll summarize it for you. But you know, when I think about uh, when they looked at like uh, the people in China that were eating 90% um, kind of plants and 10% not plants, you know, those people were eating, I think it was six to 800 calories more a day on average, because when they were eating a lot of plants, they were eating a lot of high calorie plants like nuts and seeds and avocados mm -hmm. and other things that have more calories. So I'm not really focused on calories. What's funny is if I under eat, I don't know if anybody on the call has this, but I feel weakness in my shoulders. So I can, it's very strange mm. uh, and it only happens when I don't eat enough. And so that's how it presents. And then if I don't deal with my shoulders, then it turns into this low energy. So I think I'm going to uh, put together a checklist and I'm going to talk about it on a future call here. And I'm going to talk about like a checklist that I kind of do in my head every, every day of things that I want to achieve every day. And I mm -hmm. try and hit as many of these as possible. Right. And some of the things on that checklist will be, you know, make sure I don't under eat. Um, and I can elaborate on that, but make sure I get seven hours, at least seven hours of sleep a night, but not more than 10. I never get 10. Some people I coach do. Are you getting seven hours of sleep a night, seven to eight hours? Definitely. And that's another thing to do is trying. I always get adequate sleep. 
but it's that crazy phenomenon where if I get seven hours, I'm more rested and I feel better than if I get eight and a half, nine, you know, trying to and that's very normal for some people. When I, yeah. when I used to work at Goldman, I was sleeping five to six hours. Harvard says if one sleeps less than six hours a night, they quintuple their risk of de- any de- quintuple their risk of death from anything. So I had to switch myself from a five to six hour guy over the last, you know, 12, 13 years to a seven to eight. And some people tell you seven and a half to eight is ideal. You know, I think everything I've read, I just recently recently read a book called Exercised by Daniel Lieberman. He talks about sleep a lot and he talks about seven hours is probably good enough. And I know for me, as long as I get seven, I feel pretty good. It used to be that if I would sleep eight or nine, Vince, I'd feel the same way you do. Right. And so it was almost like I used to say to people, like, if you're really okay and you're not tired with seven hours of sleep, it's probably enough. Like, but if some people need more and so, you know, you might sleep eight hours, you might feel tired for a week. Some people or two, some people just need to get over the hump and sleep consistently that much. If you're sleeping consistently that much, then, and you're still tired, then, you know, maybe there's other things that factor in like under eating or stress or maybe you're not getting enough cardio exercise. I mean, you're doing cardio for sure. I do think that the body, if we're, if you're doing Bikram yoga or hot yoga or some sort of Pilates every day, you know, I would like to see a bit more variety. Although if you told me, Jim, I'm going to do this or nothing, I'd say, keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a thing. But if you said to me, Jim, I'm looking to maybe have a little more energy, I would say, well, then I, maybe you could incorporate, you know, one or two days a week, just a really easy aerobic workout, like a super easy jog. My runs these days are really easy. My heart rate's in the mid 120s. And, you know, I'm feel spectacular after those runs. Yeah. Right. You could do something else. Doesn't have to be a run. You could do elliptical or do a bike or do yeah. whatever, whatever you love. But it might help you to have more energy if you did, you know, get some more aerobic exercise in there. Um, my guess is that if you're sleeping seven to eight hours a night, you're getting enough sleep. Uh, you're getting exercise in, you're getting strength training in. Maybe you can incorporate some cardio, like I just said. Uh, how's your movement? How's your movement consistency that we've talked about? It definitely could be better. I, mean, I do the up and down the stairs probably every other hour. Um, I try to move, uh, but being in, being in Brooklyn and working a ton, I've, I've been lazy with that. I'm active. But yeah, the movement consistency, I guess, is not as good as it could be. Yeah, and what happens when we sit for most of the day? Uh, our, our, the electrical activity in our legs stops, our muscles atrophy, like that quick. And you know, when you stand up, you kind of feel like you're 100 years old. But it also has to do with the way the body deals with sugar and how sugar um, uh, is processed throughout the body. And so you can make you more tired for sure. Uh, that's why I think moving every hour or most hours doesn't have to be every hour, but most hours getting up and moving might make a big difference in your energy levels. I know that I just feel so more, much more tired when I'm not moving consistently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, um, are you naked these days? You're not wearing a watch. No, I, I stopped. Okay. That's okay. You, you don't need a watch to get up and set a set an alarm on your phone and walk around for five minutes an hour. Are you going into the office now? Yeah, I go in about twice a, twice a week. So you, have a, you have a great walking path in there that you can just walk around there. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Every, every hour. I think, yeah, yeah. You're doing that? Yes, yes. When I, that's the best thing when I'm in the office. I mean, that's probably why. When I'm in the office, I'm the most productive. And it's probably because I walk around so much. 
What percent of your food do you think is processed versus unprocessed if you were doing the reporting? Like zero, yeah, zero percent processed. Okay, so good. So you're sounds like you're doing great, Vince. I'm very happy to hear that. Let's talk about what you're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, breakfast I have um, steel cut oats. With are you doing the oatmeal plus five plus four? Yeah, yep. you are. Not, you're doing the five fruits in the oatmeal and the flaxseed. Well, only, only three, only three. So no, I said yeah, and then I was gonna correct myself. I do a banana, frozen cherries, and frozen blueberries. Um, I would love to see you add five and up to five. And it sounds crazy. But when I took this course from Cornell 10, 12 years ago, I got a certification in plant-based nutrition because everybody told me when I went plant-based, you don't get enough protein. It's bad for you. You know, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'd lost 40 or 50 pounds. My blood work was better than ever. I hadn't had a flare up and wasn't in the hospital at all since then, you know, just had a ton more energy maintain that weight loss, you know, got my blood work to be super healthy, cholesterol, super healthy, all these things, right? Everyone told me, oh, you know, Jim, you know, you're not going to be healthy. So I tracked my food as a plant-based person for a long time. And I would go out to like column DD in Excel. I was using a governmental database and manually doing stuff. And everyone always told me that, you know, eating plants was, was bad for you. Right. But you know, the reason that I want you to have five fruits is that course from Cornell said that when we have five or more different fruits uh, that enter, when you do that, they interact together and they, they magnify the absorption of the phytonutrients and nutrients in those fruits by multiples of like five or higher, right? And when I heard that, I said, okay, it's not hard for me to just make sure I have, I do it all, mostly frozen fruit these days. So I, yeah. I get a bag of raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries from Costco. I, I have a separate bag of mangoes. I have a bag of cherries. I have pineapples. It's very easy for me. Usually, if I, I usually make three or four days worth of the oatmeal plus five plus four, but if I just have one day, I just take all that, I put it in, in water, and I either put it on the stove or I just drop it in the microwave. I heat it up for two or three minutes. I dump it in with my oatmeal. I do two to four heaping tablespoons of ground flax. So it uses four for me. You know, I cut a banana in usually, and I got those fruits, and I have less quantity. So instead of having you know, 10 cherries or 15 cherries like you're doing, I might only have three or four, you know, it does make a difference to have more variety of plants for the gut bacteria. So it's not really, you don't need like a cup of each. It's just the no. act of having five different chemical. Right. It's the, right. So that they interact together. It's interesting. People come to me often. They say they're, they're anemic. I used to be anemic a lot. Um, you know, low, low blood iron. And, and, and if you have a green, with like uh, vitamin C, like fruit, you absorb five times the amount of iron into your body, right? So that's why smoothies are so good for you. If you can make smoothies, and I prefer smoothies versus juice because smoothies have fiber, right? But trying to get 30 different plants into your body a week is so good for the gut bacteria. It, it has shown that yeah. people are depressed less when they have 30 different plants a week mm. and they are sick much less. And for me, I rarely get sick. And I like, so I'll, I, my bowl now is probably, I probably had oatmeal plus 10 this morning because I'll have, I, I don't put a whole banana anymore. I cut like a third of a banana. And if I make three Tupperwares, I'll put a third, a third, a third in the three Tupperwares. I had blueberries, blackberries, cherries, strawberries, apple, dates. Uh, I had a kiwi, ki this is good kiwi season right now. Um, and a few other things, right? And I love it, right? And it's just less of each of the products. And then, you know, for lunch, I'll try and have, 
Like today I have what I call my favorite bowl and I, I had leftovers from last night and that had black beans. Usually I'll put a couple types of beans in there, black beans and chickpeas. Usually today it was just black beans. I had tomatoes. I don't just buy like one color tomatoes. I buy those multiple colored tomato things because each of the different colors have theoretically different uh, phytonutrients. So I have probably four different colors. There's an orange one, a red one, a different color, red one, yellow one, right? Then I throw in, I buy mixed bags of like frozen fruit. So if you really want to be truly healthy that way, it should be as much unprocessed food as possible. And then it should also be um, food diversity, as I call it. So trying to get as many fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds into the body. And it really does make a difference in my experience. Um, you know, I, when I have my favorite bowl, I think I was talking about for lunch, you know, it's got a lot of different stuff in there. So I think I was saying it had the different colored uh, tomatoes. I take a handful of the power greens uh, from Trader Joe's. It has six different greens in there. It's pre-washed. I just take a handful or two of those and put them in my bowl. You know, so I got a couple of types of beans in there. I got the tomatoes in there. I always have a full avocado in there. Always. I love avocado. I do what's called avocado management. It's a big thing in the house here because the girls like to make guacamole. So we always have at least 10 to 15 avocados running through the house at various stages. And once they get ripe, we, I put a bunch in the fridge today. Um, you know, I like to put onions in there. I like to put then all kinds of, I like asparagus and broccoli. And, um, you know, I do, uh, Trader Joe's has a great tricolored peppers. So they have red, yellow, green, which is great. I just throw as many veggies as I can. So if you look at my, uh, my day, typically I had oatmeal plus 10, probably plus four heaping tablespoons of flax seeds. So that's 11 different fruits right there. And for lunch, the bowl I just described, it, it, it often has 15 to 20 different plants. So right there alone, I'm getting 30 different plants. I appreciate that's a lot, but it's really not hard for me. You know, what kind of food diversity do you think you got going on right now, Vince? I'm trying to think. I don't know if it's 30. <laughs> being, a, being a single dude uh, cooking for myself and shopping for myself, <laughs> I don't think I buy 30 different vegetables a week, but um i'll be remember of most of mine are frozen though remember i yeah. i keep a i keep a stir fry bag from from uh costco that probably got six or eight in there yeah, yeah, i go to yeah. trader joe's i buy the peppers i buy the asparagus i buy a, a bag of peas corn carrots and green beans i love peas and corn so those are my bowl always so i have tons of frozen veggies you know uh, because you know what you don't waste them when you have frozen veggies too and you can keep them in the freezer and it's very easy Sometimes I'll steam them. And then I always have potatoes and sweet potatoes in my bowl. You want to have more energy and you want to not get tired as much. You should be having a bowl like this most days as a plant-based yeah. person. Yeah. You know, and, and, but people obsess about like, oh, I want to be low carb. You know, oh, I, you know, I, I shouldn't eat sweet potatoes and potatoes. That's bad. That's bad for you. It's carbs, Right. But meanwhile, if I don't eat that with the way I train, which is an hour a day or more, I get really tired right, right on my run. Right? Yeah, I ran into that too. I try to go plant-based and low carb one time and it's just impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. By mile four in Central Park, totally. By mile four, my normal heart rate on a run might be 130 and I might be running a nine minute mile pace. And when I was doing, I was trying to be like low carb and plant-based at the same time. 
by mile four, after about 30 minutes, you start to see the degradation. And my heart rate would be 160 and my pace would be like 13 minutes a mile. You know, that's how you know that the human body needs unprocessed carbs when you're an athlete. You just know it, you know? Interesting you say that with like the past couple of weeks, like getting pretty good at yoga is something I'm new at, but I'm getting real, I've been trying to eat less to tone up a little bit and i'm getting so damn tired and heart like mm. sweating more heart rates up and that's probably yeah probably not eating enough it's it for sure and and you're not eating enough carbs yeah. so hearing what you're saying and i know your engine underneath there i know that you have a gifted yeah. engine uh-huh. right uh-huh. most human beings can't go out and run the kind of time you can run for two miles what was your time nine oh, something eleven nine no eleven 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 fifteen Okay. Right. So that's, that's, you have to have a gift to be able to do that kind of time. And uh, so my advice with a couple things, I would say, try and increase your food diversity. So next time you go to Trader Joe's or something, just have more of it and, and believe in it and, and make sure that you have a potato or sweet potato in every one of your uh, bowls once a day. And I don't think of like, I don't love salads, but I have huge amounts of greens now in my favorite bowl. I used to not do that, but just greens, greens and beans are just so good for us that we want to incorporate greens into our body every day. Yeah. We just do, you know? So I take those handfuls and I, I have this whole way I go about it where like sometimes I mix the greens in and sometimes I keep them on the top and I'll put my fork in there and I'll make sure I get a bite of avocado or tomato or, you know, um, potatoes or whatever, every, you know, in every bite. And then I actually love it because a lettuce really doesn't taste like anything. You know what I mean? That's just the way I deal with it because I used to not throw the greens in there, but now I do it. And I just know I feel a lot better and I'm healthier under the hood when I do it. But, but I think we've identified it for you, Vince. You're yeah, doing no great. You, you've gone through periods where you have not exercised consistently. If you really want to be truly healthy that way, it should be as much unprocessed food as possible. And then it should also be um, – food diversity, as I call it. So trying to get as many fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds into the body. And it really does make a difference in my experience. You're yeah, doing no. great. You, you've gone through periods where you have not exercised consistently that's, and that's you've been sure. very busy and you've been too extreme on one end or the other. And we yeah. know that this is not just a like, hey, we used to work together and this happened at our company, your previous company. This is who you are, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. uh, and, and it is who I am. But I had to make some significant significant changes to my mindset and my lifestyle so that I could change that mindset to be so one-dimensional and so extreme that work was everything and everything else fall by the wayside to where I could find balance and make sure every day I'm doing something no matter what. And there's no reason why I can't have health and success and energy and happiness and still be successful as a professional, yeah. you know? Yeah. Hey, what about, what about alcohol? Um, what about it? You want my like, opinion on alcohol or? Yeah. Like, like, like having a drink at night. What's so like, I, 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 the, like I'll, my, my dad will say, like my dad grew up on, like I grew up in a Italian household. My dad made wine, you know, and like Italian aunts and uncles that have a glass of wine a day, but hearing how it affects, like stimulates your heart rate, affects sleep, obviously metabolism, mood. What are your thoughts, experiences? I think the answer is, is it depends. Yeah. I think that uh, I spent an enormous amount of time researching alcohol mm-hmm. and um, 
most worldwide organizations will uh, take a look at the number of drinks per week that a person has. And, it, and, and, and most countries that have done a lot of research on this kind of say um, one to two drinks a day for a man. So let's say it's two times seven is 14. That's about the limit of what we should have. But for women, it's less. It's one drink a day, it's seven drinks a week because of the way that their bodies are configured. They weigh less and they have more water weight. And so the body for women uh, handles alcohol differently than men. So it depends on what a person's goals are. So if you got somebody who just wants to be healthy and is living the other pillars well, sleeping, exercising, moving, you know, eating, you know, healthy, then, you know, I don't have an issue with it. Some people have a harder time with alcohol than others. I coach some people, they're able to have two or three drinks a day and it doesn't impact them and they're rock stars and they, it doesn't impact their life at all. The big issue for some people I coach is when they drink alcohol, they don't sleep. It's a different level of sleep and they become numb and and they don't get the same levels of REM sleep or deep sleep or light sleep or, and, and different cycles. And so, um, and then, and so that can become an issue, uh, and it's different for every single person. And then some people, you know, you get the munchies and so you end up picking out or in, end up eating more when you drink alcohol. So I think it depends on where somebody is. If somebody is training for something or they have a goal and they're trying to get leaner and they really want to get their system humming and dialed in, then probably less alcohol is better than more. Uh, some people are fine. It just depends. Um, but the worldwide standards will tell you a drink or two is fine. Now you got the people that say, well, yeah, my HDL is going to be higher. If I drink more alcohol, there may or may not be truth to that. You got people on the other end of the spectrum that say that alcohol is a toxin, right. And is just bad for the body, no matter what. And the body is good at handling the alcohol and it it can handle it fine, but it is a toxin, right? So you have people on both extremes. My advice to people is if you like a drink here or there, have a drink here or there. If you think that you're drinking too much, then you should try and cut back. And if you think you have a problem with alcohol, not you, but if one thinks they have a problem with alcohol, then they really do need to think about how to maybe reduce alcohol. And some people, you know, maybe even eliminate it. You know, I had to stop drinking alcohol when I was 24 because I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and I was laying in a bed and I was having a flare up and I was about to have my colon removed and about to have a blood transfusion, the 105 fever and I'm five fever. And I went to Wisconsin. It's a big party school. And you know, I remember saying to the doctor, like, do people with Crohn's or colitis, do they drink? And they said, no, usually not. It usually, it often flares people up. And so I just, I had been such a big drinker and everything. I just made a decision. I'm going to stop. And I just stopped. And I've only had one or two times in 25 years more that I've had alcohol. And I'm okay with that because I had my fill, you know, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. So I don't, I, I don't need it anymore. I don't find the pleasure. I do like a non-alcoholic beer now. Heineken's got a great 0.0 alcohol percentage, uh, non-alcoholic beer, but you know, for me, I was able to do it. What's your reaction to that? No, yeah, no, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Um, and just trying to just look at different things that I do and how it affects my brain and how I work on the but, day and how I operate when I work out and see what works the best for me. Um, yeah. And look, and your low energy could be partly contributed by alcohol. If you're under eating well, I'm calories, not, I'm, not, I'm not drinking a lot these days. I don't think it's contributed to alcohol. Um, okay. It but, could, for some people, it could be though, right? Yeah. Because maybe they don't drink and they, and they 
are concerned more about calories and so they don't drink and they undereat and then they drink alcohol and it kind of knocks you out. Then they don't, then you don't get the right level of sleep. Yep. And then the next day you're kind of tired. Yeah. You know, you should wake up in the morning refreshed. Yeah. You know, if you don't feel don't, then there's a reason. Yeah. That's now, the thing not. I, I have them for some time now. So I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, any other thing you want to talk about? No, I think I'm all good. <laughs>